Welcome to the Candid Christian Podcast, a weekly conversation where we candidly explore the areas of life that Christians often shy away from. No topic is off limits because I believe that God has something to say about every area of our lives. All right, that's enough talking. I'm your host, Kamara Dorsey. Let's jump right into the episode. I am so excited about my special guest for today, my sister, the one, the only, Kia Dorsey. Um, She was here a little bit on the last season, but I'm bringing her back because we are going to dive into a topic that a lot of Christian Christians struggle with, but they don't say anything. And really, I think that this topic is important because a lot of Christian women struggle with it, but they don't get the opportunity to speak up about it. So today's going to be Today's going to be great. This conversation is going to be great. And it's really, I believe, is going to set somebody free. So, Kia, how are you doing today? Today, I am good. I am just great. That's good. <laughs> Y'all, if you need a worship leader, it's like, Doc. Wow. <laughs> wow. If you need a worship leader, email me and I will send information to her. <laughs> she is able to go to all 50 states. She's open to, oh, sorry. Sorry, Alaska. Oh. Not that state. (laughs) Too cold. Too cold. But so today, y'all, we are going to be diving into the topic of pornography. And so like I said a little bit before, but like I feel like a lot of women have like struggled with this or they are currently struggling with this, especially who are Christians. But the limelight is more on men who struggle with it. And like men kind of get more so like I say the spotlight, but that's the only word I could think of is like men are usually the ones who are talking about their struggles and they are usually the ones who are opening up. They're usually the ones in like conversations where like people are married, where they're the ones who like are like, oh, yeah, I'm opening up. But we never are able to hear like a woman speak about their experience because the truth is men and women both struggle with this. So I wanted to bring my sister on today just to share her testimony. So I'm going to just do like a trigger warning. Like if this is something that's going to trigger you and you feel like, you know, if you struggle with this and you're not ready to hear about it or whatever, I would, I would say, you know, turn it off, pray and, you know, turn it back on whenever you are ready to listen to it. Because I don't want nobody trying to come back, send me no crazy email, talk about it. You know, I didn't warn them. So I want to warn you now that if you feel like you can't listen to it, you know, you can stop it now. But so key, I guess the first question I just want to ask you is like, how how did you first come upon like pornography? Like what age were you? What was like the whole situation? And you can, you know, address that however you want to. Yeah. So I was about, I want to say I was about like 12 or 13. And um, I was opening up a laptop and a video literally like immediately popped open. And, you know, at first you're like, what is this? And then your little kid brain is like, whoa what Mm -hmm. is this and that is definitely like that's how I first came upon it was opening up a laptop that didn't belong to me and seeing it pop Mm -hmm. up and so I guess going along with that like what I guess like after after that situation like what was your like what made you like, I guess, like come back to it or like what, what was like the draw where you were like, Hmm, like what was the curiosity or the interest? Like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So I think at first really, I didn't know, I didn't quite know Mm -hmm. what I was seeing. 
Um, and so like, you know, when you're trying to compute something, you're trying to understand, <laughs> you keep wa- you keep watching, you know, yeah. like little 12 year old me, I know, I don't I have no clue what sex really was. And, yeah. you know, as, as I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, so you're sitting there trying to compute it and trying to understand what it is, but really, you know, God has designed the body in such an amazing way that like you're taking in information almost every moment. And so while I didn't understand at first what I was watching, well, I began to understand because I was downloading stuff into my spirit and into my mind and images that like, you know, you can't just easily get rid of once you see that sounds, you can't get rid of that, you know, once you, um, once you hear that. So I think, did you say what, what kept you coming back? I think like, um, once I realized what was going on, right? Like, oh, like they're feeling that on the video. And it's like, okay, well, what if I literally, what if I imitate what they're doing, you know, on the video, but just like, you know, nobody else is here. What if I, okay, mm-hmm. what is that result in? And so then you, you don't, you don't realize at first that now you're creating like really an addiction is forming. Yeah. But you keep, you keep going back. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll say like, at that, at that age, so I'm curious to know, like at that age, you, cause you kind of talked about a little bit, like the addiction forming, but like at that age, how, I don't know, how was that for you? Like, what were the moments where you were like, I'm running back to this thing? Or like, what, mm-hmm. what did that like look like as yourself? I mean, obviously it's been years now. So there are some things that you may not remember, but like, what was that like as like, in terms of like, yeah, you're like, uh, cultivating an addiction but just like as a younger person like yeah yeah no that's a good question so I think when you're that age you don't have language to say this is an addiction yeah and it's something that is literally reframing and reshaping the way that I'm that I view the world and I view certain things that God has created in the world um and so for me like honestly it it got bad like because I would literally be running home after school so Mm -hmm. I can watch pornography and masturbate, you know, before anybody could get home, get home to catch me. Yeah. Um. And all I knew, I had I, all I knew was one one and two. I knew I got this video, and I got this time with myself, and I feel good when I do it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I didn't understand honestly how it would affect me like as I grew up, but it it did. It got bad. It was like yeah, trying to watch porn at any moment that I could. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I just think, yeah, I think that's just a reason why I wanted to ask. I just think it's important because people, I don't know, pe- people don't really understand. It's like, as you're like growing, as you're growing and like you're younger and like how that really, all the all these things are all connected, like from our childhood to our adulthood. It's like, we get older and we're like, I don't know why this is happening. And it's just like, but we we can't forget that it's like our life is not, separate compartments it's like it's all yeah. a sequence of like events that are happening so it's like when things begin to happen in our adulthood we like don't often look to our childhood because we're like oh no like everything was great but it's like no there are things that are going to bubble up in adulthood that may have happened in childhood so that's just why I wanted to like ask that question yeah I'll, um, I'll echo it actually because honestly as a older I want to say like the older I got and like, you know, you start to just take inventory, you know, Mm -hmm. of some moments of your life and you start really, you know, the Lord allows you to see like, oh, 
when I made this decision, like, and I made this other decision, like, really, like, that was a product yeah. of all of this time I spent doing this thing over here when I thought it wasn't going to affect anything else mm -hmm. down the road, you know? Yeah. So. That's good. Um, and I guess, so when did you, when did you have the realization? Cause I know like you were 12, 13. So it's like, mm -hmm. when did you have the realization that you were like, this is becoming like, like you said, like this is becoming a struggle. This is becoming like more of an addiction. Like when was that actual realization had like, Mm. I want to say it was probably in my early 20s, I want to say. Mm. Because it's like it gets to a point where you're like, I feel like I'm not like I'm not in control of myself. Mm. And I feel like this thing is driving like I this thing is driving my actions. Like, yeah. And that's and I think when it begin to feel like like. This is out of control. I really, I will, I'll say that was one moment, but also it was like when I started to really, I think, consider my relationship with God a little mm. bit more seriously and started to learn about like, what does the, what is the Lord actually requiring of me? Right. Like, cause yeah, I grew up in church, but like when I began to actually consider like, what is he really asking of me? And, you know, you start looking at different things in your life and you're like, mm, he's probably asking me to lay this down. Yeah. And when you take a look at like, I'm not like my my hands are closed, my fists mm -hmm. are closed. Like I can't I can't open my hand up and release that to him. That's that is a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. So, you talked a little bit about like the effect that it had on you. So you were like you would be like coming home and you know basically like I'm trying to watch pornography before anybody gets home. I'm trying to do this and then pack it up before anybody gets home. Like what other effects do you see that it had on your life? Like, so in that, you had that experience. You also said, like, considering, like, your relationship with Christ, but, like, what other effects do you think, like, did it affect, like, friendships or relationships? Like, any, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So I would say for me, it began to affect, I think, the way that I viewed men and women in general. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you spend all your time watching this video, like, and you're like, this is just a thing to help me like, and it's a means to an end, right? Like yeah. my end is pleasure. I'm pleasuring myself. I don't care about these people that are on this video. I don't know them from a can of paint. Yeah. Like, but that's not how God created us to view people. So I would mm -hmm. say number one, like I began to just view people as like, this This is an item, this is an object. And I, and I didn't, I couldn't like, obviously again, like I didn't have language for it in the moment. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that's what was happening. Um, but it it definitely began to affect the way that I was viewing people, and it did it did affect um, friendships. I would say, like I got into certain situations that I never should have been in with people uh, because I'm like, this is what is going on with me, and really, I think in a lot of moments, like I was being selfish, and I was like, this is what I want, mm -hmm. and I think so. One big thing that I think you know, struggling with pornography did was honestly, it just grew selfishness in me mm. and I didn't I wasn't really recognize I couldn't recognize that for what it was but like I would get into friendships relationships situations and like it didn't outright look like selfishness but what I was asking of certain people and certain things that were happening like it was selfish it was selfishness 
Um, and I was like feeding my flesh because I'm like, this is what I want. And that was one thing that I had began to build as a child that, you know, I didn't know would show up later on as an adult. Like you are on demand, giving yourself something all the time that that's not really the way God created you to experience yeah. sex and relationships with like, he, he didn't create you to be a voyeur yeah. of something he called sacred. Yeah. And so like when you're like giving yourself that stuff on demand and then you begin to look at other things like that, like, well, when I want it, I want it. And mm-hmm. I want it right now. And I don't care who's affected by it. Cause like I had this big old monster to feed when it's yeah. gotta be. Yeah, that's good. And also, so let's talk about like the spiritual aspect cause we're Christians. So we're just mm-hmm. gonna be real and outright say it like, how do you feel like, because obviously I'll say like as you got older and your relationship with Christ became more real to you, like how did you see it affecting your like relationship with God and with the Lord mm-hmm. and like what you were able to, like how did it affect your obedience? How did it affect, you know, just different yeah. things like that, your walk with Christ? I think, I think that honestly, I had a couple of different experiences. I'll say one probably was just fear was a big one, right? Mm. Like, you know, <laughs> nobody's really giving you the download in church on like how to like handle when you have sexual temptation. Mm. Like it was, you know, you were, you're constantly hearing like no sex until marriage, no sex until marriage. Okay, well, what if I don't get married? <laughs> Can somebody give me a tip on how I'm supposed to control the urges yeah. that, that I have, even if it's not, you know, initiated by viewing something else, just you're human yeah. and God created your body to respond a certain way. Um, or if there are outside temptations, like you really weren't hearing like a lot of topics about that. It was just don't, don't have sex. Don't be pregnant before <laughs> marriage. Right. Okay. So you already have this looming over your head. Like, and then I think for me, the way it started to affect me was just like fear. Right. So mm-hmm. then I began to live in secrecy whole lot like I wasn't telling nobody that I was struggling with this yeah um and then I think even though God obviously can see everything then that is how our relationship began to develop it's like Mm. I was just like not open with God at all period um and I think a little bit later it led to I want to say just anger like I experienced anger like a lot of anger at some point um I want to say close to my mid-20s um but just anger with the Lord Mm -hmm. which led me into a season of like I was just doing whatever I wanted to Mm -hmm. doing literally whatever I wanted to um so yeah I would say I experienced a lot of different things from uh viewing pornography like and it affected it affected my relationship with God, I think, in a lot of different ways. But fear is definitely, I think, was like one of them. Mm. Um, fear and secrecy. Mm. So, and, you know what? Now, I'm going to go here. What, what, because, see, a lot of Christians, <laughs> I just have to, you know, this is for the Christian. This podcast, If you're not a Christian, you're listening to this, that's great. I hope you get set free. But this podcast is specifically for Christians to hear about things that Christians don't openly talk about so I want to kind of you know get a little deeper into like the secrecy thing Mm -hmm. and like why is secrecy it's like no matter what you're struggling with no matter whether you think it's big or small whatever like why is secrecy in the body of Christ why is that a problem Mm. like yeah I I would say (laughs) (laughs) um 
you know, if we're using the Bible as our source, like we go back to the garden, right? Mm. The first moment that they knew they did something that was out of God's will for them and they recognized it, their their first instinct was to cover, mm. right? It was like, I'm naked. Oh, shoot. Got to hide this. And so I think what we don't realize, what what we don't realize, but we learned from Adam and Eve is that when you put yourself in that position where you're going to choose sin over the will of God for your life, mm. you will choose secrecy at first. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Like, you're probably going to think about secrecy first. Yeah. Now, if you're a more spiritually mature Christian and you have accountability and you have community, then your first instinct is going to be like, let me run into this group of people that I know will hold me up. They're going to hold me accountable and, yeah. I, and I can get help. Um, but, you know, when you're first starting out, you know, you might be a babe in Christ or you just might, you might not be a babe in Christ. You might just be in a season of your life where you're really struggling. Your first instinct, that's what the Bible shows us. The first instinct is to cover. Mm. That's your flesh. Yeah. That's your flesh is to, is to hide. Um, and so I think, you know, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, like that's, that's the first instinct. Mm when you're dealing with things that you shouldn't be dealing in first instinct is to hide is to is to be in secrecy um but i will say like even in a more practical way like when you don't hear these things talked about then you're like who do who who am i going to talk to about mm-hmm. this if i don't if i you know i don't hear like oh i don't see other people that look like me or you know are a part of body of christ like me talking about this then who am i going to get to talk to yeah so you stay you stay quiet and you're like i'll just fight it myself <laughs> lies okay lies <sighs> yeah no thank you for sharing that because i always just that's been something that the lord has been bringing up to me is just like the problem with secrecy in the body of christ and like that's a little that's like a big reason why people can't get on one accord is because they're not willing to be honest transparent you know, whatever you want to call it, like they're not willing to go out and just be like, well, this is what it is. And people aren't willing also to like seek accountability so that they mm-hmm. don't have to live in secrecy. But that's just why I wanted to like, I wanted you to, you know, take it away with that a little bit and just let let people hear about what your thoughts were on that. And so I guess just moving forward, when did you feel like you finally broke free from like those chains of like watching pornography? So for me, I would say it was probably like, five years ago honestly Mm. um i remember actually i got a prophecy and he you know the person was pretty like he's pretty discreet but he was talking about like there's just been this cycle this pattern he said and you know you you say to god like oh when am i gonna be done with this he said but he said you're gonna he said one day you're gonna reach for it and it's gonna be there no more you're not gonna Mm. have the desire you're not gonna have anything and i would say like literally honestly that's what God did for me. And I, 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 y'all, I do not suggest this. Like, please tell somebody if you are struggling with pornography, with whatever it might, whatever your thing might be, insert there, like mm-hmm. tell somebody. But I will say that, you know, I struggled in that secret, in that, like in secrecy. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't, there was, a, I did come to a point where I was like, God, I want to stop. Yeah. I want to stop. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I was too afraid to like tell anybody. Um, but I feel like about, it was like five years ago, honestly, like, 
And when I say five years ago, I mean like just even not really having the temptation. Because mm-hmm. I think it moved from like, it moved from a place where like, oh man, I'm actively seeking out to do it to like, okay, no, I'm really trying to lay this before the Lord, but daggone, I keep having like these temptations. And so I would say like, it's been a, like he just took it from me, mm-hmm. literally. Like he took it from me, you know, it was in a certain season of my life. And he really just, only thing I could say is like, he delivered, he delivered me from the hand of that thing. Yeah. That stronghold in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good. And like, what would you say for the people? Cause you know, there are people who will be like, you know, like you said, like the Lord is is just going to deliver them from that. Like, but what encouragement would you give for like the people who are like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, if you know, like people were, maybe they feel like it might not happen for them like that or people who it's like not happening for them in that way. Like what encouragement would you give for, I guess that group of people? So I would say for me in my instance, um, I think what really did me in, if I could share what really did me in is that I was not experiencing real and true community. Mm. So I would start, I would start there. Like, and, and I think that's why I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't share, couldn't open up to anybody. I'm like, who am I, who am I telling this to? Because every, it, it, it's going to feel like when you're not living in community, it is going to feel like, I ain't telling you my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're living in community the way that God designed us to be as the body of Christ, that iron's going to sharpen iron, mm. that the arm is going to do what the foot can't do and yeah. vice versa then it, I think it becomes a little less of a problem. So my encouragement to you would be find your community. Like mm-hmm. if you feel like you don't have that first, please go and get that. Um, now, I would say that may take even some time. So community is great for accountability. I would say if you have, if you're at a church and you have a pastor that you trust, that you yeah. can go and just really talk to and get some counsel, about how to walk through that or even to go and you know talk to the pastor and say do you know anybody mm-hmm. that you trust that you know I could talk to you to help walk me through this process like that's honestly what I would encourage um is find someone that you trust that is a believer like if you're a believer and you're listening to this like that's that's what I would admonish you to do is find a brother or, or sister in Christ you know whether you're a guy or girl, you know, find the right person and and just say, I need accountability. Like I'm struggling with this and help me. Let's let's develop a plan to walk me through this. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, like what hat what um what habits or what habits did you practice or what habits do you like even practice now if you need to? Like that would um make sure that you are safe in terms of not falling back into like mm. the temptation or falling back into yeah. watching pornography. That's good. Um, I would say I'm even still like, I really even still consider myself a baby in some ways. Yeah. Right. But um, as like, for me, I'm not going to sit and watch like shows or movies that are being like, you know, nowadays, like there's stuff that like, first of mm. all, you had to try so hard when I was, now it's younger and like and people who are older who have this testimony will know too like you have to try hard to be getting access to like pornographic material yeah now shows that come on cable television like before nightfall like yeah. it's, it's basically soft core porn 
I try for myself to not watch things that yeah. are going to display that kind of imagery. Yeah. Because it's like, once you put that imagery in your mind, like, that's hard to get out of your mind. Yeah. Then you start obsessing and fixating over it, and mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> and you, you just like your muscles have muscle memory, your brain does too, and your yeah. brain will be telling you, your flesh has muscle memory, and it'll tell you, I know how you can scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, for me, like, I try not to uh, be viewing images that are pornographic, or really, and this is a hard one for some people, but music yeah i know there's some there's some bumps out there some r&b <laughs> bumps they be slapping really but honestly it's like is it is it edifying your spirit is it glorifying God? like if you're married do what you do okay <laughs> boo boo and do what you do listen to the music go listen to your r&b if you are not a married individual and you're listening to music that is singing about things that you cannot yet partake in yeah you need turn it off turn it off turn it off yeah what are you doing turn it off that's good that's good because I think a lot of yeah, a lot of people in our, you know, in our Christian, you know, um, Christian community, Christian realm, we have the whole thing of like, you know, we're no longer bound to the law. We, you know, we're under the law of the spirit, the law of grace. But yes, you know, you know, we're sin abounds, grace abounds more. We know that. But I think it's like, I, I believe it was Paul in the Bible when he said, just because we have this grace, are we to keep on sinning? And so I think there's times where people kind of are like, oh, like I can, I can listen to that or I could watch that. Cause like, oh, there's grace for that. And it's just like, wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, so you're telling me just because there's grace for something that you're going to disrespect God just because there's grace for it. Yeah. It's different when you are like unconsciously or you are kind of just like it happened and it happened so fast that you were like, oh my gosh, like, it just happened. And I didn't even really realize it until after the fact that I was in a bad space. Mm-hmm. But like the whole thing of like where people are like there's grace. We're under the spirit. No, we're not under the old covenant. It's a new covenant. And, you know, people trying to like mix and mash things up to basically make themselves feel as though they can watch anything they want to watch or they can listen to anything they want to listen to because there's grace. And we're under, you know, we're with the Holy Spirit. And it's mm-hmm. like, but to me, in my mind, I'm like, that's just that's actually just disrespectful to to God because yeah. why would you continue to do something that hurts and grieves the Holy Spirit? Like, yeah, it's like everything, you know, you can, like the Paul says in the Bible, it's like, you can do every, you can do anything you want, but not everything is permissive. Like everything is not great. Like he's like, you can, you can go and decide to listen uh-huh. to, music with sexual lyrics and you can go and decide to watch tv shows where it's basically you know pornography on daytime television you can decide to you know you can decide (laughs) to do that or you can decide to go places where people are drinking heavily or you know whatever whatever that thing is for you but it's like you can decide to go to those places but that does not mean that you should be doing that or that doesn't mean that you should be there in that place so i think that's really good that you even say like just being sure that you're guarding your eyes guarding Mm -hmm. your ears like and even i just want to even say like the friends that you're around who Mm -hmm. are the people that you're around because it's like it's kind of like what kia said earlier like who's your community because if you it's like does your community that you hang out with are you actually authentic and truthful with them to tell them like hey um 
I have an alcohol problem. So I'm going to need y'all to stop bringing wine to my house when we have our dinners. Yeah. Or like, I'm really struggling with like, I'm trying to stop smoking weed. So when we hang, can y'all stop bringing edibles? And like, can y'all stop <laughs> rolling joints in front of me? Like, it's really difficult. But it's like, even so, it's like, you, yeah, you have to, you have to have a community of people that you could be authentic with and they won't clown you for it. Yeah. Because once you are in a circle of people who, you feel like, oh, I, I'm going to be authentic. All right, I'm going to step out here on a limb and I'm going to be authentic. And they clown you for it. You need to run. You need to run <laughs> as far. I'm being dizzy. You need to run as far away as possible because those people are not your people. They are not the iron that will sharpen you. You're, you, will, you are going to be very far from where you would like to be. So I think that's really real, like what you said. And it made me definitely think about friends and friendship and who is in your community and make sure you actually put the right community of people around you so you can be prosperous in your life. Yeah. And I, it reminds me honestly of a scripture in Genesis, just a little bit further down after Adam and Eve, where God is talking to Cain and he says, <laughs> so the Lord said to Cain, this is in Genesis four verses six and seven. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Mm -hmm. And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you. Just means it's opposite of what really your spirit would want to do, but you must rule over it. Mm. So like God is telling us right there. And then he's like, when you know you on that track, that <laughs> path to not doing well, sin is right there. At the, uh, he's Sin is there waiting for you to open the door. Like, I'm gonna come right on in. Go ahead, crack it, crack mm. it. I'm gonna come right on in. And I think that was like the biggest lesson I had to learn was like you, if you open the door, the window, the gate for the enemy, he's going to come in. Mm. He's not in a little baby with a diaper. Like if you, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a roaring lion, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's prowl, prowling around looking to devour. Mm. And so first of all, really it starts with, I think an, more of an understanding of the word of God, right? Too. Like we think we can just play with sin. Mm. And God is literally sitting here telling Cain, like it's desires to rule over you. It wants to be your master, but you want to play around with it. Cause you, you just, you just think mm -hmm. it's like, I, I'm going to do this here and there and there and there and there. And then, and then I'll be able to stop it whenever I want to, mm -hmm. when God is literally, and when God speaks, we know it doesn't return void. So he's sitting there telling us it wants to rule you. Mm -hmm. That's its desire. And I think for me, that was the biggest thing I had to learn. Like you can't, you can't play with that. You can't yeah. keep playing with that. Like, that is not something you can do. And you do, you have to, like, like I mentioned earlier, like God designed the body so brilliantly. You're taking in information almost every moment and you're downloading it and you're, and you're keeping it there, whether you think you are or not. Mm. And so it's so important to guard every part of who you are. Oh, that's good. So as a Christian woman, why do you believe and, you know, this could just be your opinion. It could be based off of, like, your experience. Because, you know, we grew up in the church. So, mm -hmm. you know, tell it like it is. So as a Christian woman, why do you believe so many people of faith struggle with sexual sin and sexual indulgences? Mm. Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, I would say... They probably struggle the most with it because it's like one of the easiest to hide for a long time. Mm. Um, you know, unless you pop up pregnant somewhere, but like that's only a small demographic of us, right? Only yeah. us women, we, we're the ones who can 
be pregnant. Show up with that sign that, oh, oh we've, been, we've been doing something. <laughs> but like, I think like, you know, even if you think about certain, you know, various branches of church history that struggle with, like they were molesting children, right? Yeah. Like this, this type of sin, I think like, first of all, God created sex to be, you know, something that would really, I believe, strengthen married couple that's marriage is the container for that and the enemy desires to pervert everything that Mm -hmm. god has created yeah and so if we're giving him a foothold for that he's gonna do it he's gonna he's gonna mar the image Mm -hmm. of that thing that god has created and i think yeah like the fact that we you know it's one of the easiest to do right you just be like i'm gonna cover it up i think of david and bethsheba Mm -hmm. like he's like oh that was great got my (laughs) got my little stuff out and then like here we are like five lives later the man is dead her husband is dead you know but she was husband is dead because like that's how far it escalated he had that amount of time to be in in secrecy until the lord sent it when who do you send nathan nathan yeah okay but think about that chunk of time that david had to be in secrecy in that sexual sin all that time Mm -hmm. like a man's life was lost that was the cost Mm -hmm. of of that you know that choice that David made. And so I think that's why it's one of the biggest ones. It's like, you can be in secrecy for such a long time mm. with sexual sin. Um, and also, it feels good, okay, <laughs> right? When these people are doing this stuff, it's not like, you know, it's like one thing to be like, <laughs> you know, you're doing this thing and it's hurting you and you've really got to stop. Like, but that's not people's experience. Yeah. Because it's not the way that God designed it, right? Like he designed it, that husband and wife would be able to enjoy it. Um, and so people are doing this stuff and it feels good to them. And, yeah. you know, I even mentioned the selfishness part as well, yeah. too, right? Our flesh is our God, is our lowercase g God mm. for, for a lot of people. And we're just feeding, we're feeding our God. We're yeah, like, this is, this is what needs to happen for me right now. And so mm. this is what I'm doing. So, And that's good. And you brought up David in it makes me think because y'all in this, if you have never read this story, I'm, I'm going to need you to go find the story of David and Bathsheba. You like, you talked about how like um, Bathsheba's husband was his life. It cost David's lives cost Bathsheba's husband, his life because David put him on the front lines of battle. Basically like, oh, he don't want to try to sleep with her and make it seem like he got her pregnant. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> but the biggest thing that sticks out to me when you brought that up, the biggest thing that I remember was that, it was the time for kings to be at war and David wasn't at war. David's sitting in a palace looking at looking at the beautiful women on the rooftop in Ooh. Israel, you know. And it's just like, as you were talking, I feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He's like, if you are not where you are supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, that is when sin begins to crouch at your door. You need to be where you you're supposed to be. If God is telling you to be somewhere, I'm like, and I don't know who this is for. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm like, <laughs> God has called you to go somewhere. He's called you to be somewhere to do something. And you've been resisting. And therefore you are, you are consistently falling into whatever this sin is, whatever this temptation is, whatever this problem is, because you're not where you're supposed to be at the right time where the Lord is telling you uh-huh. like, you know, cause it's like David should have been at war with Bathsheba's husband. He should have been on the front lines with, with him, but no, he he was back lounging and it's just like i feel like the lord is saying to a lot of us like there are spaces and places he's called us to be but we have resisted we we have not yielded to him and so therefore it's resulted in us 
grieving the Holy Spirit and also marring the image of God on our lives because we just decided, mm, no, I'm, no, I'm supposed to be at war or I'm supposed to be at that job. Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I think I'm going to go over here. <laughs> and so like, that's just something that came into my, into my mind of just like, there's somewhere we're, we're supposed to be. And when we follow God and when we go to where he tells us to go, we can be assured that we'll be protected and we'll be safe. Not saying it's going to be easy. I ain't saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying the tempta- temptation is not going to pop up, but you're going to be in the right space, the right place. And so you'll feel that security to know like, all right, God's got me. God's got me. This is, And this is more so definitely in your adult life. Because as kids, yeah. as kids are just like you said, like there's things you can't control. You open up a laptop, you open up somebody's briefcase. I don't know, you like whatever it is, something happens. And it's just like, you're a child, right? So you're just... It, you know, there's not, not nothing that you can do about that. But it's like, as we begin to get older and we seek God more, it's like there's somewhere God's calling you to and somewhere where he wants you to go. And when you go where he wants you to go, you're safe. You're, you're in the safety of his arms. So thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. So I think just basically as we close out, like, I just want to, I just want you to kind of like give people some encouragement, like any women or, or men who may be listening to this, who are actively struggling with, uh, watching pornography or watch, you know, viewing pornographic images. Yeah. Um, my encouragement would just be like, I would say to do all you can. I I know this is like, really, I I know, like, I know what I'm asking, like, (laughs) But do all you can, honestly, to put yourself out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone right now is secrecy. Mm. Your comfort zone right now is, and and really, you know, we didn't really touch on this, um, but, you know, it, it starts to, you know, when you get an addiction, it starts to move from like, I'm just doing this to pleasure where I'm angry, I'm doing it. Mm. I'm stressed out, I'm doing it. Um, and so, you know, it takes on a whole nother life form of its own. Yeah. So I would say like, do all you can to just, um, put yourself out of your comfort zone to get the help that the Lord wants to give you. Mm. You know, I don't know, remember which specific scripture talks about it, but it, it's like talking about we should be confessing our sins one to another mm-hmm, that yeah. we may be healed. And when the enemy keeps us silent, that prolongs our healing. Mm. So when we will open up, this is the way God designed it. When we are open, when we are naked and unashamed, that's mm where healing can happen. And so I would say, do your best. Like you're going to struggle through it. You know, you're going to struggle through it, but do your best to um, find your community where you're going to be able to get vulnerable. You're going to be able to say, look, I struggled yesterday. I struggled today, Yeah, whatever it might be for you. Um, And I would say like, you know, don't, don't wallow in like um, self-degradation, mm. like saying, I'm stupid, I'm this, why can't I just get over it? Why can't I just, you know, it's an addiction. It truly, it truly is. It, yeah. it does something to your brain. It, it alters the way that you're, you know, understanding what sex was created to be. Um, and I would say, it's okay to need help. Mm. 
because I think a lot of times like in the body of Christ we're trying to have this persona that like everything's always okay come on and that's just not true Mm -hmm. right why would we have a high priest who can stand in for us in our time of need if we were just gonna always be good yeah right after Jesus saved us and so it's like it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to need help um because help is there for you and lastly I think I would just say that like you know Christ died for all of it yeah um there isn't anything that you're going to do in your lifetime that Christ does not know about Mm. and that his cross his death on the cross can't cover um and I think getting in the word to begin to understand that like i would say that right now you've been filling yourself with garbage for years <laughs> you have to start you know right yeah. like please let holy spirit waste management come in <laughs> and exit that trash out and you do you have to get in the word you have to put the word in yourself to help you understand first of all what's god's plan and desire for sex what's his plan and desire for you as a person yeah um so yeah there's more, just obviously more and lots I can say, but I also say if you're a woman and you know me, please feel free to reach out because I'm happy to, you know, be accountability for you as well as you could be the same for me. So, yeah. All right, Saints. Well, I'm so glad that y'all tuned into this episode. We have somebody who's at our door right now. So we got to go, but we're so glad that you tuned into this episode. And like Kia said, reach out to her. Her information is going to be in the description box because we want people to experience the freedom of God. We do not want people to be sitting in and wallowing in, you know, the things that they're struggling with. So, you know, reach out, get connected and don't go at it alone. All right. Until next time. Here at the Candid Christian Podcast, we're more than friends. We're a family. So we want to hear from you. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or a situation that you'd like me to talk about on an episode, feel free to email me anytime at kamarashania at gmail.com. That's Kamara, K-A-M-E-R-A, Shania, S-H-A-N-I-A at gmail.com.